0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. ESPN disrespected the Cincinnati Reds, and I'm going to give you two reasons why they're wrong and why the Reds are going to be better than you think on today's Locked On Reds.
1: You are Locked on Reds, your
0: daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked on Reds. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. and We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. And we have taken that passion and we have turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to look at the latest ESPN power rankings that predict that the Cincinnati Reds will finish dead last in 2023 while losing a franchise record 102 games. Jeff is excited about the Will Myers signing, and he's going to tell us how Myers compares very favorably to a very popular former Red that goes by the name of Nick Castellanos. I can't wait for this conversation. And ESPN may not know how to do baseball power rankings, but what they do know how to do is showcase a sport we're going to discuss how ESPN showcases the National Hockey League and how Major League Baseball needs to learn a thing or two or get left behind. But where we're going to start, uh, Jeff, is with this ESPN power ranking that came out because according to uh, somebody that ESPN pays money to, the Cincinnati Reds are going to finish dead last. They're going to lose 102 games and they're going to put up the worst season in franchise history in 2023 yes this is according to ESPN staff writer Bradford
0: Doolittle now I don't know if there's any relation to Sean Doolittle or not but hey you know he had this to say about the Reds and if you're on YouTube I'll show this for you guys right here projected wins 60 playoff odds zero title odds zero aggression rank 24 improvement rank 27th i guess you can kind of figure out this this is an article that was titled power rankings after the big players and free agency have all been signed the reds lost 100 games last year and yet the players that they lost led by kyle farmer mike minor and donovan solano profile as a hair better than the group of pickups led by kevin newman nick solak and luke Maley. I, as I, I, as I am sure many Reds fans am very much looking forward to the eventual ascension of shortstop Ellie De La Cruz. He's not alone in terms of future Cincinnati hopes, but he's on the 40 man roster and he's exciting. So, OK, Steve, first of all. Shout out to Bradford Doolittle doing half a job here. He did not mention that Will Myers or uh, Kurt Casale are back. He did not mention Mike Moustakis, and we'll get into all of that here in a little bit. But there are two reasons why I believe that he is dead wrong about this Reds team. Now, they're not going to win 60. They're not going to lose 102. In fact, I've got them winning 75 games, Steve. And yes, that is the over from last year, so I'm still stuck on that. I get that. But... There's something very key here that everybody is just absolutely taking as gospel. And that is the absolute weird luck. And we're going to start with this. The first reason why I think the Reds win 75 games or more this year is because they had the craziest luck, bad luck with health. And we're talking about just about everybody on the roster touched the IL last year. We're talking about at one point in May, they had 18 players on the IL, 18 players who they broke camp with, 18 players who they thought were going to anchor this team were all on the IL at the same time. That is a huge factor. I know we we don't like to talk about health when we're talking about projections. We don't like to talk about, well, this guy might get hurt or this guy won't get hurt or things like that.
1: But I firmly believe that the Reds' health will be much better this year. Well, I mean... That's probably a safe bet. I don't know about betting for 75 wins, but uh, it's probably, (laughs) uh, I would, I would take the bet that they're not going to have as many players injured in 2023 as they did in 22. Listen, uh, they have taken steps to address the health. Uh, They overhauled the medical staff in the off season. Uh, That was kind of lost in some of the coaching reshuffle is that they also made some changes to the training staff. And I think that's going to help them in 2023. Uh, You know, will they be better than 60 wins? Yes, they will be better than 60 wins. I would take the over. If you gave me an over under right now, that's at 60, just an even 60, 60 and a half, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm taking the over there now if you're giving me the same over under this coming year as you gave me last year if, if the over under 74 and a half which I think uh, you're going to tell us a little bit later how you've already made that your personal over under but 74 and a half uh, for me I'm taking the under I don't know that they're going to be 13 games better Jeff than they were last season just because they're healthier. So you're going to have to give me more uh, by way of convincing that they could possibly be at 75 wins, which, by the way, would put them on the outer edge of being in contention for that final playoff spot in the new playoff format.
0: And, yeah, and, okay, I do realize that the 75 does put them on the outer edge of that seventh spot. I'm not saying that I think that they contend for the playoffs. I'm not uh, arguing that Bradford Doolittle's assumption of playoff chances at zero. Zero seems a little aggressive, but I don't think that uh, it's probably less than
1: 1%. Let's say greater than zero, right? You're just mad because Uh, Doolittle robbed you of the opportunity to do your whole, you're saying there's a chance (laughs) bit. That's why you're mad. (laughs) yeah it's come on zero percent they're gonna start the season with
0: zero percent chance like this is feeding the negativity that we hear and i've heard some other negativity of like oh well they're you remember what they did last year when they sold off all those guys it's like they're not gonna do that this year because they really can't if they sell off people this year they're selling off people who are part of the future so that's not going to happen but Looking at the health of this, let's understand what I'm talking about. I'm not just under I'm not just saying health in general. These were key guys that the Reds missed. Tyler Stevenson was out of the lineup for 112 games. And in the lineup, they scored over five runs. Out of the lineup, they scored a run less per, or on a, a per game average uh, with Tyler Stevenson. Looking at Jonathan India. Jonathan India fought through injuries last year and did not have The kind of campaign where he could build on a rookie of the year uh, campaign. In fact, all he has done has insert question marks into our minds as to how valuable he can be for the future of this franchise. Let me make it clear. He is still super valuable to this team and he's going to have a bounce back year this year. But more importantly, something that we don't talk about a lot, the bullpen was supposed to be more stable if not for the injuries. We knew and now TJ Anto, I'm not counting him, but like Lucas Sims, we knew that Lucas Sims was a dude, right? We knew that Tony Santion had the ability to be a dude. He showed flashes in 2021 about this, but those guys barely pitched last year. And yes, the emergence of Alexis Diaz was phenomenal but everybody behind him was just a churn it was just like watching a washing machine like just throw in somebody else and eventually those guys figured it out but those guys weren't supposed to be trying to figure it out because we were supposed to have a stable uh seventh eighth ninth inning of relievers and we just didn't have that due to injuries
1: okay the stevenson and india points are good points the fact that they were out and injured or in the lineup and injured in case of India uh, is a big difference maker. Uh, I don't, I want to believe deep down in my heart that the Tyler Stevenson stuff was just fluky and, and talking to him when he was on the show uh, several episodes back uh, got me kind of excited because, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, he believes it was fluky and he believes, you know, he told us, he wants to catch 120 games. And, you know, the Reds may not quite give him that now that Kirk Casale is on board. But uh, Nick Cross comments made clear that they want him to play 150 games somewhere, yes. somehow. So that is a, a vastly improved offensive lineup with him hitting in the four hole. I agree. Jonathan India, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real question mark. Is Jonathan India the guy that won the rookie of the year? Or is Jonathan India the oft-injured unwilling to sit down disappointing year that was his sophomore season. Which one of those guys is the real guy? I believe it's probably somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, The way that India plays, he's going to get nicked and bruised from time to time, which is going to impact his offensive performance. Uh, But do I think that what we saw out of him last year uh, is who he really is? I don't. So I'll give you that guy as well. Uh, Those two are major offensive uh, upgrades going into 2023 than what we saw from them in 2022. The bullpen is a bit more of a question mark for me, Jeff. I don't think they've done anything really to address this problem in years now. They always, you know, treat the bullpen as an afterthought. It always comes back to bite them and then they scramble to do something. Uh, There's a whole lot of ifs with this bullpen right now. If Lucas Sims comes back and is who he was before, he'll be great. Yeah, that's true. If, tony santian puts it together and is healthy and gets the playing time and, and develops he'll be great yeah that's true if alexis diaz continues to progress like we hope that he will a lot of ifs there it's that's a there's a lot of hope a lot of ifs so the bullpen i am worried about i'm not going to put the bullpen in the positive category right now i think there's way too many question marks out there to be able to look at it and say it's going to help contribute to wins increased wins in 2023 uh they are definitely in my they they got to show me category uh, moving forward. That's fair. I
0: I think where I pull from the optimism side of this is just I've seen them do it before. It's not like we're expecting guys to conjure something out of thin air. Like, I don't want to say that I'm counting on any specific rookie pitcher to come up and make this bullpen great. Like, we didn't count on Alexis Diaz to do what he was going to do last year. In fact, he was one of the last guys to make the opening day roster, and we were just kind of like, hey, good for him. Way to go. That's really all we thought. And then he transformed into this amazing relief pitchers. So I'm not even counting on that. I'm just saying I've seen those guys do it before. And yes, the health is going to be a huge concern, especially being back injuries for Lucas Simpson, TJ or, and Tony Santillon and then a second Tommy John for TJ Antone, I I think that there is definitely a big question mark there. But I think that understanding that the stability of the bullpen was upset so much by injuries last year, and that more than anything led to – I mean, there's so many bullpen meltdowns there in that 3-22 and start that I wonder, had we had those guys in there, I don't think it's going to be that bad. They're not going to start 3-22 and again this year. I firmly, firmly believe that. And I tell you what. The Reds are going to win at least 75 games next year. First, because they will be healthier. And the second reason the Reds are going to win 75 games has to do with the newcomers. We'll tell you about that coming up here in just a minute. But first, we got to shout out today's sponsor. Today's sponsor of the Lockdown Reds podcast is Bet Online. You know, I was looking at this. The Reds' uh, odds of winning the National League moved up. They now have better odds than the Nationals. Just the Nationals. I don't think it's going to move much further either. But you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis for every single game out there at betonline.net. As always betonline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. I mean obviously right now MLB's in the off season so there's plenty of futures to uh, check out there they've we've got the stretch run last two weeks of the season in the nflc and oh my gosh the line for the Bengals and bills has moved a thousand times bet online is going to help you with that game and more and of course we got bowl season the big bowls actually coming up this weekend that everybody actually cares about the playoffs O-H. and stuff like that uh mm. Uh, uga might actually have something to say about that and you've got the combat sports like boxing and mma plus you've got golf that's coming up uh too and and basketball forgot to say basketball you can head to betonline.net on your desktop or your mobile device to learn more bet online it's where the game starts Coming up tomorrow, we're going to dive into the return of Kurt Casale and tell you why the Reds have done such a great job of improving a certain position group. That's going to be on tomorrow's podcast. Thanks as always for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. And and I just kind of want to reiterate this because I'm not BSing here. I am not uh, making this up. I firmly believe that the Reds are gonna win 75 games and at least 75 games so much so and i'll tell you about this uh, a friend of mine and, and i have gone into a little bit of a wager and if the reds win 75 games or more he buys me some steak at jeff ruby's and if they win 74 games or less i'm gonna buy him some steak at jeff ruby's that's where I'm at on this. I, I firmly believe that the Reds are going to do this. And like I said, it's because injuries are going to be better. The health is going to be better. And the second reason, Steve, is going to be the newcomers. And it starts with the major league players that they added this offseason. And you had kind of teased this in your intro and, and you and you sort of poo-pooed this a little bit. But, hey, that's fine. I, I get it. I understand. You're a non-believer right now. I will make you a believer because Will Myers – is much better than we're giving him credit for because when he was signed, everybody kind of did it. Oh, Hey, good job, Nick crawl golf clap. This is good. Adding to the depth of the team.
1: Will Myers is Nick Castellanos light, my friend. Well, you're going to have to unpack that a little bit. I do want to say, first of all, that, you know, at least you're making this bet to buy stake now so that you have time to save because this this bet's going to cost you a lot of money, and and I don't believe for one minute that Hannah is going to help fund this thing. So you need to start a little savings account and and build up your funds because this is a three hundred dollar misadventure for you. I think seventy five wins. Come on, Jeffrey. I am confident that I will win this bet. So no, confident. No, My so but you know you're right. Up. We um we we did poo poo this Will Meyer signing a little bit. At least I did. Um. And not because I think Will Myers is a bad guy, but this is what I know about Will Myers and uh, and you have been you trying to explain it to me a little bit. And, you know, I'm kind of seeing where you're coming from with this now as you unpack this. I think everybody listening and watching will also. But for me, you know, I looked at the Will Myers signing. I took into account the fact that he's going to be well into his age 32 uh, year on this planet when the season starts and, you know, it'll be his age 32 year. This is when we typically start to see a a pretty good decline in players. Uh, And then you, you have to weigh, will the decline be offset by the fact that he's going to play 81 games at great American ballpark. So, you know, I looked at this signing as, ah, you know, they needed some outfield help. They needed somebody that can play defense. He can do that. Uh, They needed somebody that is reliable in the corners and can be in the lineup and hit the ball a little bit. He can do that. Uh, But I didn't really give it the kind of fanfare you're about to give it. So explain to us when you say you think he's Nick Castellanos light, what you mean? So looking at their careers,
0: uh, I'm looking at their whole body of work because it is very easy for us as Reds fans because we saw the best year of Nick Castellanos' career by far. He was so much better in 2021 than he was the rest of his career. And he's been a solid hitter, but he was so good in 2021. Will Myers doesn't have that year. He doesn't have a season throughout his career that he was as good as Nick Castellanos was in 2021 i will assert that to start this uh discussion here but here are a couple of stats steve who has the higher career ops plus we love to use ops plus as it is a statistic that kind of wraps all of the hitting statistics up into one number with 100 being the average but between castellanos and will myers who has the higher career ops plus
1: i'll take myers here just because He's got a little bit bigger body of work, and Castellanos played those years in Detroit. I'll take Will Myers here. I
0: do appreciate you rolling with this uh, with my theme here, but actually it is Nick Castellanos. However, for those that want to say that Nick Castellanos was just so much better than Will Myers, career OPS plus for Nick Castellanos, 113. Career OPS plus for Will Myers, 111. Almost a tie. That is where we will begin. Also, we look at another number, something that we loved to see from Nick Castellanos, and that is who has the
1: higher career home runs. I'll take Nick Castellanos here because Will Myers played a majority of the time, or maybe all of his career. No, majority of the time. Sorry, he started out in Tampa Bay, uh, majority of the time in San Diego, which is not known to be a hitter friendly ballpark. So, I will go with Nick Castellanos leading in home runs, and a lot of that
0: I think I don't think they moved the uh, the fences up until just a couple of years ago. So I think he still played like four or five years with the fences pushed back. But you are right. However, as most would be assuming that Nick Castellanos smashed way more home runs than Will Myers. Nick Castellanos 181 career home runs. Will Myers 153 really that different now i will say this too like if you look at numbers if you read uh different folks opinions about this uh nick castellanos is very bad defensively will myers is not will myers is a better defensive player than nick castellanos is uh the one thing that nick castellanos definitely has in spades over will myers is health he's been much healthier throughout his career than Will Myers has but when you look at their body of work through their entire career both players play having played 10 years in the major leagues their careers aren't that far apart and when I say that Will Myers is Nick Castellanos light I'm not saying that sarcastically I'm saying that seriously. I think the Reds may have actually answered a question mark in their outfield. Not not given a half of an answer, but given a full answer. I think we might actually have a corner outfielder who can play just about every day.
1: I'll give you that Will Myers is a better signing than we made it out to be. I don't know that I'm ready to put it up there with that Nick Cassiano signing, even if we're just putting it just below the Nick Cassiano signing. Uh, but I hope that Will Myers goes out and proves me wrong, Jeff. Uh, sure. But Will Myers is not the only person that's been added to the roster. Kurt Casale was added to the roster. Luke M- Miley, 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 whatever, has been added <laughs> to the roster. <laughs> uh, it's going to make things uh, very, very interesting for the upcoming season. Uh, coming up we're going to talk about something that ESPN has done, right? We talked about what ESPN has done wrong. And we spent two segments telling you why the Reds are going to be better than ESPN thinks they're going to be. But ESPN has done a great job of showcasing other sports and hockey is doing something that baseball needs to pay attention to, or they're going to be left behind. And we're going to tell you what and why coming up next. During this holiday season, You're probably gonna be out hanging with some friends. You're gonna put back a few drinks. A few drinks becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think about calling for a ride, but then you think to yourself, nah, I live nearby. I can make it home okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance can go up. You could lose your license. You might lose your job could total your car. You could kill someone. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why right now police officers everywhere are out there looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They're looking to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. You can follow our podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. It's your first time here watching us. Thank you so much. Click subscribe. Click the notification bell. You'll get notified every time we post something and when we go live. We've been doing Friday, Aloha Friday live shows, uh, and they've been so much fun. Uh, Shout out to all of you guys. We put you in the driver's seat. We take your questions and comments. Those shows have ended up being double episodes every week. Uh, Tons of viewers hanging out. Uh, We have a blast. I love it. I know Jeff loves it. Uh, Make sure you're following those. Uh, you can also follow us between shows on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker. That's with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs because, as I tell you folks all the time, spelling is hard for him. You can also follow the show at Locked On Reds. There's no Fs in that. Uh, so make sure you are subscribed on your favorite platform so you don't miss out on any of the conversation. All right, Jeff, we were talking about something off air and it's turned into a segment for us to discuss here today uh, because you are becoming quite the hockey fan and you are utilizing uh, the ESPN plus package in order to uh, facilitate your developing hockey addiction. Uh, I also have that service and and catch the occasional hockey game. But, uh, you know, I have another friend that's just all in on hockey and his favorite package of any streamer is ESPN Plus because of the hockey. And it led to a conversation between you and I about the impacts that 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 could have on developing the NHL and their brand and what that could mean for Major League Baseball.
0: 100%, Steve. I mean, for the longest time now, we have understood that the NFL and the NBA are the top two professional sports in America, and Major League Baseball is third, and there's probably a precipitous gap between Major League Baseball and the NBA now like the what the nhl has done with espn plus that really could vault them ahead of major league baseball and hear me out on this because last night I'm sitting there just on the espn plus app flipping between rangers and capitals watching alex Alex Ovechkin play and then you could flip it over to the Avalanche and watch the defending champions play and then you could flip it over to uh, Oilers and uh, Flames and watch the battle for Alberta literally every single thing and you had the ability to pick whichever broadcast you wanted so if you've become attached to a certain team if you are a fan of a certain team you can watch their broadcast no matter where they're at if they're home or away And there's just this ability to consume the game that is so freely available. And I'm saying freely, obviously you have to pay for the subscription for ESPN plus, but you don't have to buy an extra package to get all of the NHL games. They're just there. And I absolutely love that. And I think that that more than anything, more than, you know, all these different uh, youth outreach movements and all the things that major league baseball is doing. Just making their product more available and easier to consume is literally all they need to do to get a footing back. And, and who knows, maybe they could close that gap between them and the NBA. But as of right now, they got to worry about the NHL coming up on them
1: well and, and you know Rob Manfred that's uh manfred hates baseball is the hashtag for there you know I'm really I, I really enjoy these these little nicknames I, I get to come up with for people <laughs> so yeah. you know hashtag manfred hates baseball has been talking about this for years uh, the blackout policy he's been heckled uh, just most recently at the World Series you know a fan was yelling at him if, uh, and yelled at him got his attention because Manfred looks at the guy while he says you know if you want the youth in the blackouts, you dumb, bad yeah. word. So we want you know, and 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 Manfred, you know, heard that, and he's been hearing that. He's been talking about this for years. He says that it'll be a, a monumental undertaking in order to reorganize the broadcast rights to end the blackouts. Well, then do it. He's had multiple years to do it, and Major League Baseball, in that time frame, has gone out and signed new contracts with new streamers to give exclusivity to other areas the 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 daytime peacock game uh baseball on apple tv plus baseball on youtube you know they're they're farming out broadcast deals to everybody and they're not fixing anything uh it's time for them to act because you're absolutely right uh the nhl is going to pass up major league baseball if they don't act soon uh just as an example jeff here in hawaii uh you know while there's many wonderful things about being here especially in the winter i hope you all saw my my christmas card on twitter that was just for you guys Um, it is
0: supposed to be 60 here in ohio this weekend so
1: that was the low (laughs) last night um anyway here in hawaii jeff the blackouts are the entire west coast from seattle to San Diego and everyone in between is blacked out. So anytime the reds are on a West coast swing, I have to really get creative in order to watch the broadcast because they're all blacked out and it's just ridiculous. Uh, You know, I'm not going to take out the, the ultra mega, sports pack on the cable system just to watch the one West coast swing or whatever it ends up being. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, the attendance impact, you know, I'm not driving to San Diego. Can't do it. It's a long swim. Uh, so that's ridiculous. You know, it's a, it's an archaic antiquated system that major league baseball just can't seem to find a way to move on from. And I think that the public pressure is mounting now in such a way that maybe they will act, uh, but, you know, they're slow. They're slow to do things. And yeah. uh, I think your point is well taken that if they wait much longer, it might be too late.
0: And I feel like there's an ability to do this because it seems like every team has some sort of controlling interest in the regional sports network that covers them. Like we know very well that the Reds have a pretty big controlling interest in Bally sports. Um, it's the same with the Guardians uh, in Bally in sports Cleveland. Uh, you've got the Yankees who literally own uh, yes network and, and, and different things like that so i i feel like it should be easier for major league baseball to kind of just pull this all together because just the ease that it was to literally flip around the league for the nhl and watch whoever i wanted to watch like to do that and, and, and say you pay all that money for the extra sports package and you get uh mbc sports in san francisco and you get whatever uh uh Is it Root in uh, Seattle? Whatever Mm, they have there. You you still still got like 12 channels you got to flip between. Like ESPN Plus, it's literally like, hey, it's on the screen. Oh, you want to flip it? You hit the down button, and then there's the games. And you just click on the games. Like you don't have to worry about all the different flipping and all this other stuff. It's just so much easier to consume the product, and that's really what baseball needs. They need to be easier- to consume because right now it's just and then you have the peacock game on on sundays and then you have the apple tv plus game on fridays and you've got well they're on espn on wednesday and then they're you know then they're on fox sports one on saturday or something like that it's just too hard to consume the game in an era where it's really easy to consume everything else
1: and and the blackouts, Jeff, they don't make sense anymore. Uh, as yeah, an example, as an example, I, you know, you hear from Reds fans that the the Bally Sports game is blacked out in Charlotte. I mean, what <laughs> yeah. sense does that make? <laughs> blacked out that in crazy. Charlotte? It's it's crazy. So. You know, I encourage, you know, we know that Nick Crawl is listening. Maybe he can talk to his friends. Uh, We need the blackouts lifted uh, or at least MLB TV changed in a manner that makes sense. I would even pay a little bit extra. I mean, not a whole lot extra, but I would pay a little bit extra for a blackout free version of MLB TV so that I could just watch what I want, when I want, how I want. That would be great. Um, I would probably pony up for that. All in one app. Yeah you know it just it would be great and i and it could be done it wouldn't require a lot of new technology it just requires a bunch of rich old guys to to waver a little bit in their steadfastness of dedication to things from the 1940s
0: yeah exactly and i just i i think about how easy it is cons- to consume every other sport and and we even talk about that and it was something that you know it came up uh last year during the home opener whenever nick crawl or not nick crawl whenever uh the sob son of bob said where else you gonna go And what he really missed on that was, well, there's so many easy forms of entertainment now Mm -hmm. between Netflix and Hulu and Peacock and all the different apps and all the different shows that you can watch. And it's not, you're not just competing with the other teams in town. You're not just competing with the other teams in the league. You're competing with so much. And a major league baseball does not understand that here soon and reworks the, the regionality major league. There is no other sport in america that is more regional than baseball like think about the nfl you always hear about uh, fans everywhere all over the place for Bengals fans all over the place for cowboys fans all over the place for steelers and stupid steelers and all this other stuff why because it's so easy to watch all over the country
1: it's very very hard like you said to watch reds games all over the country and they've got to stop that they do And that is probably where we will wrap it up for today. I hope that uh, someone forwards this to Manfred, gets him to take a listen. Uh, That's going to do it for us today on this edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Coming up tomorrow, Jeff and I are going to tell you how the Reds have very quietly upgraded the position of catcher. For the 2023 baseball season, we're going to take an in-depth look at what we think those upgrades are coming up tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. They've got the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, which is never quite as hot a take as mine are, but they are pretty good. The Locked on Sports Today podcast, just like Locked on Reds, is free and available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jeff, we're screaming through this offseason. The Reds are not winning just 60 games. Uh, They might not be winning 75 either, but we're all over it. What can the fans expect from us the rest of the way?
0: They can expect me to continue to explain why I am correct. And they will win at least 75 games. They continue. they can count on us to continue to check out what's going on with this team. All the different rumors, all the different moves. We will have you covered because we got our finger on the pulse of all things Cincinnati Reds because we are locked on Reds every single day. A Prime members.